Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. As prices have increased and wages remain stagnant or have been reduced and more persons begin to express anxiety as to how they will cope, I found myself having to assure many persons about their own futures and their own survival. I readily resort to the account in the Sermon on the Mount of Jesus do not worry about what you shall eat or drink or with what you will be clothed but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you increasingly those on the receiving end of my advice are indicating that the gps co disconnects light from their offices when the bill is not paid on time, and that the cashiers in the supermarkets only respond to cash or card. So I read again the Old Testament story behind the words of Jesus found in the saga of the prophet Elijah recorded in 1 Kings 17. It is the account of the widow of Zarephath after Elijah had announced to King Ahab that there would be a three and a half year famine in Israel, he himself came to be victim of the same famine. First, he drank water from a brook and was fed by a raven, but in time, the brook dried up. This is where his encounter with the widow of Zarephath took place. This is the exchange between Elijah and the widow. When Elijah asked her for a piece of bread to eat along with a drink of water, the widow said, as surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small loaf of bread for me and from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord God, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry 
in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Before we get hung up as to whether or not those things still happen today and whether or not we can emulate the widow, let us pay attention to some of the useful lessons in the story as told. In the first place, disasters, whether human or man-made, present remarkable opportunities to be exposed to authentic humanity. What we have in this widow of Zarephath is a remarkable human being. She's a widow and a mother, and she is bereft of this world's goods in a time of disaster and catastrophe. On the face of it, she's utterly vulnerable and has so little resources that she's simply waiting to die. This is the time to die. This is the circumstances in which she finds it in her heart to provide for another human being in need. Elijah, in turn, also has found that in the time when his own supplies have run dry and usual sources can no longer be relied on, and the past is just that past, that he reached out to someone who had nothing. Jesus points to this woman as an example of authentic humanity and authentic faith. It is this person who is in touch with her own humanity and with her inner self that comes to Elijah's aid. This is where we ought to begin in these difficult times. The rain may not fall and the brook may dry up and the raven may no longer come, but human heart and human goodness are an important resource on which to rely. This has been the experience over and over again. In times of utter desperation, a quality of humanity has shone through. Hardships need not bring out the worst in us. They can also bring out the best in us. And they have a way of telling us that people matter, that human decency matters, that human goodness can make a difference. What is inside of us can save us in these difficult moments. This is therefore a story about not giving up on each other. Jewish religion has been distinguished by two abiding features. The first that it is what is called ethical monotheism. It is that there is only one God and that God requires to be worshiped and that those who worship God should treat their fellow human beings, their neighbors with dignity and due regard. The other feature is its messianic hope that on the stage of history, God will intervene through God's son and bring about salvation and liberation. Love and hope are therefore the essential features of this religion. The hardships that we face are not only about discomforts and about scarcity, 
that are they are about the deficit in human kindness and human goodness in the moment of utter desperation the widow of zarafat exemplified the very kindness that makes the difference we can do little about the slide in the dollar or the galloping inflation or about all the ways we are living with deficits but we can open our hearts and our thoughts about each other the story as told raises another principle of paramount importance it is the priority of the other it is about living your life in a manner that puts others ahead of yourself this is the preposterous idea to our modern way of thinking but it saved elijah elijah's life and if one reads the story to the end it also saved the life of the widow's son a friend has given me a book for my travels it is titled the sabbath as resistance written by walter brueggemann it revisits the idea not just as as the sabbath as rest but that it is a gift of god but the the book makes the point that sabbath is a counter narrative to the narrative of egypt and of empire the narrative of empire is the endless cycle of production and consumption in order to increase wealth and to bring glory to the empire sabbath according to brueggemann was a challenge to that by instituting the sanctity of rest the idea that we accept the logic that we ought to do more so that we may have more so that we may possess more and even if we have to work ourselves to death we should keep on going that is the idea that is being challenged by the idea of sabbath one is not introducing an element of legalism as so much as a philosophy of history the covid pandemic has raised the preposterous notion of the priority of the welfare of the other vaccine is being resisted by some whatever the sophistry they repeat because they it is because they do not care about others they may care less about themselves but it does not occur to them that the key to stopping the spread of the covid virus is to seek for the sake of others and all the fancy arguments and conspiracy theories ignore our duty to our fellow human being especially the vulnerable we take the vaccine for the sake of others the other thing that covid has done is that is to enforce the sabbath rest not just for us alone but also for the sake of planet earth the lesson is lost because everyone is anxious to drive around purposely again and do all the crazy things we did before the covid came along the enforced rest has been good for us and maybe we should slow down by choice not just because we are forced to
let us find ways in which to break the cycle of production and consumption and give ourselves a chance to live simply as human beings and to reconnect with each other. That, of course, does not address the issue of our anxiety and insecurity, except if we think about it in this way. The fundamental problems is not that prices are high and we cannot cope. The problem is one of injustice and inequality. Every time you lament the devaluation of the Jamaican dollar, know that there are others who are celebrating all the way to the bank. The problem is that the society is organized for their benefit, to give them the advantage upon advantage. This is not just a localized problem, it is an international system. The other day, there were protests on the streets of Cuba because of high prices and commodities that were scarce to them. The same system <clears throat> that makes it impossible for you to cope on your little wage is the system that brought the people of this Cuba out on the streets. It is the same system that created the political instability leading to the assassination of their president in Haiti. The extent to which you are motivated in relation to prices or scarcity, only in terms of your personal interests, it is to that extent you by your selfishness are propping up that system. The world desperately needs a new system. Think not only in terms of what you can't buy and that you can't eat and drink of a world that exports hunger and misery and what we are going to do to fix it. The widow did not merely feed her son and herself knowing that one day she would no longer be able to do so and that she would die. She chose to identify with a cause, the cause represented by the prophet Elijah, who was defined as a political mischief maker. He was called troublesome because he opposed the political program of the dynasty of the Amorites that impoverished the rural hillsides in Israel and created the rural urban drift and installed the religion of Baal Melkart in Israel. The hospitality of the widow of Zarephath towards Elijah was an act of solidarity towards him, enlisting herself and her son in the cause of a new Israel in which Israel would serve Yahweh as the only true and living God whose word is true. We need to live the life like the widow of Zarephath. We must allow our true authentic humanity to come true, come to the fore. And we must put the interest of others ahead of our own. We must labor not for the meat that perishes, but for that which endures to eternal life. This is how we calm our own fears and anxiety. This is how we make our way in the world as we continue to invest in a better world. Amen.